all restaurants need a website, right? We, we know this. There's no debate about this. But not just any website will do. You need a great website, a website that can be an extension of the hospitality you provide, an extension of the experience you provide in your restaurant. This is how you uh, how you extend your reach beyond the four walls of your restaurant. I want to talk to you today on today's episode about how to optimize your website, what needs to be on your website, what doesn't need to be on your website so you can use it to drive more sales Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week, we toggle back and forth between a monologue-style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is sponsored by Virtual Restaurant Group, VRG. They offer innovative, turnkey, delivery-only brands that you're able to easily operate out of your existing restaurant with very little disruption to your current operation. We're talking about Ghost Kitchens, a restaurant that would only be visible on those third-party delivery sites as a way of driving additional revenue using the infrastructure you've already got. By adding these virtual brands into your business model, you're able to diversify your revenue streams and generate more revenue at the end of the month. You already got a kitchen, right? A staff, the space to do it. Why not maximize your square footage by adding additional brands to help increase your bottom line? Best of all, VRG handles everything on the back end. You got uh, Cubo technology, uh, totally free. It's all included. The very architecture of this software allows you to turn on as many brands as you want, list those brands on as many partner sites as you want, and then field all of the orders through one singular tablet and printer. You're not locked into any long contracts, and it is 100% free to start. VRG's flagship brand, Midnight Munchies, was one of LA's first ghost concepts and generated up to $30,000 a month just in online ordering revenue. Onboarding is super easy with recipe guides and step-by-step training for you and your staff. Visit virtualrestaurantgroup.com slash chip and use the promo code CHIP2021. That's C-H-I-P-2021 to get started. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, today we're talking all about your website, right? Everybody needs a website. Every business needs a website, and this uh, this is certainly true for restaurants. Your website is your digital home. It is the centerpiece to everything else that happens. So I always like to say, as I said in the very top, um, your, your, uh, your website should be an extension of the hospitality you provide, of, of the experience you provide in your restaurant. But beyond that, we'll come back to that in a second. Your website is the centerpiece, is the keystone to your entire marketing strategy because so much of marketing right now happens digitally. It's all going to drive traffic back somewhere, and that somewhere is your website. So think of it in terms of this, right? Someone's going to go find you on social media, and they're going to be so interested they want to take action. They want to go somewhere. Where are they going? 
they're going to your website. Same thing, uh, they're gonna find you on Google. They go and find you on Google and they're interested, they wanna go check out your menu or go book the table. They're gonna go to your website, right? Yelp, Foursquare, TripAdvisor, all of that's gonna dump in to your website. If you're ever written up uh, in a roundup, right? Best 10 brunch places in the city, you're gonna get driven. All that traffic is gonna come back to your website. If you get reviewed, all of that, again, is gonna drive people back to your website. Your website used to be the place where people went to discover you, and that is no longer the case. Now, you are getting discovered in many, many other places, but the website is where people go to close the deal. That has to be the thing that closes for you. So, it's gotta be good. That goes without saying, it's got to be dialed in because it's closing the sale, right? Just like you send in your closer at the end of a baseball game to lock down the game to really make sure you bring home the win, the same thing is true with your website. Now, let's go back to the other side, right? It needs to be an extension of the experience you provide in your restaurant. So, so often, um, I look at websites and I say, I can't see myself here. I don't understand the experience. The website, I believe, has to outline, has to show me the experience, has to show me what the dining room looks like, what the food looks like. I, I wanna be able to envision myself sitting there. Is this a fun, energetic place where I can go with my family, with a bunch of my friends? Or is this gonna be a romantic place where I can bring, uh, where I can bring my significant other? You have to explain that to people. You've gotta spoon feed it to them because they wanna know, is this for me? Your website, better than anything else, has to be able to, to articulate that. Is it for me? Who is it for? So by that, that's what I mean where it has to be an extension of your restaurant, right? Uh, Canlis, uh, Canlis Restaurant out in um, uh, out Washington, out in Seattle, uh, their website does an extraordinary job of this. Uh, Gramercy Tavern, I use them as an example all the time. Here in New York City, their website does an extraordinary job of, again, extending the hospitality and showing me what I can expect when I come there. Now, a couple really technical things on the uh, on the website side. You got to have a clear call to action, right? Call to action, CTA, meaning what do you want people to do? Seth Godin always talks about this. He's like, I always wanna know where people are coming from, what they already know about me, and what they need to know in order to take action. And that's not such bad advice. When you're talking about web design, you gotta really think about where are they coming from, what do they already know, and what do they need to know in order to take action? And it begs the question, that uh, for us to, to start with the end in mind, right? Begs the question, what sort of action do we want them to take? So typically, uh, in a typical full service restaurant, the action that we want people to take is to book a reservation. That is the sale we're driving towards, so to speak, right? So everything on that website has to be positioned towards getting people to take that action. So you have to go into it in mind saying, what action do I want people to take? Now, a more casual concept might want to drive online sales. That's fine. Then you have to know that. My primary action, what I want people to do is to order food online. So the first thing you need to do is figure out what action you want them to take. Then again, super technical here, right? In the upper right corner, that's one of the, the most valuable pieces of real estate. That's where you're gonna put your main call to action. So if you want people to uh, book a reservation, then it's gonna be a button in the upper right corner that says book now or reserve a table or reservations. The logo, right, your, your, the, the restaurant name should really go in the upper left corner because we read left to right, top to bottom. It's the first thing they look at 
when a diner comes in is uh, is in the upper left corner to make sure that I've arrived where I thought I was going to uh, where I thought I was headed. Then I go to the upper right corner, right? I, my eyes scan across. What do they want me to do? And then I always land somewhere in the middle of the page, and I always recommend putting another. Big call to action right here. The Mighty Quinn's website does this beautifully. I always get love using them as an example with clients uh, and when I do workshops on this. Um, so go check out their website. Again, all these are going to be in the show notes, right? Logo in the upper left, clear call to action in the upper right, and another call to action, either the same one, fortified, or another call to action in the center, center, above the fold of the homepage, right? That's the first thing so that I know it's very clear to me as the user, whether I realize it or not, but I know intuitively what you want me to do. You want me to order online. You want me to reserve a table, right? You want me to shop the collection, whatever it, whatever it is. So you need a clear call to action. You have to understand what sort of action you want people to take. Then on your website, again, using Seth Godin's questions, right? What, where are these people coming from? What do they already know? And what do they need to know? You gotta think really, uh, really clearly about what people need to know in order to make a decision right? Your hours and location, your phone number, how to get to you, what's on the menu. All of that to me seems pretty important for a restaurant to list. You need to know all of those things, you know, to know whether you're going to, you're going to come in, right? So that all goes without saying you need the hours and location. You probably need to list your menu. You need your phone number, your email address, right? All, all of that. How do I, how do I get in touch with you? How do I do what you want me to do? But here's what doesn't need to be on that website, everything and the kitchen sink. We don't need everything. We don't need everyone's bios. We don't need a whole history about the place. We don't need a, you know, a whole collection about your farmers. We don't need, we don't need that. Everything on your page should be poised to get people to take the action you want them to take. So if there's information you feel you need to include because it's gonna persuade people to take the action you want, then great, it, it belongs on there. But an about page, I'm sort of famous for, for hating about pages. I understand their value, um, especially when you get into the really technical world of uh, search engine optimization, SEO. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it, I gotta be really honest, because I think that information is better sprinkled, you know, peppered throughout the website so that I learn little by little rather than going to read a novel when I get to the about page. If you need an about page, just make sure you keep the most pertinent information. What do people need to know in order to convince them to come dine with you, right? So again, we don't need the history of all the paintings and the, the type of uh, hardwood floors we chose and the chandeliers and uh, the history of the bar manager. We, we don't need it, right? If it's all about the food, then maybe some history, a bio about the chef. Right, maybe uh, maybe a little bit of note about the about the history of the place or some of the accolades the place has gotten. Right, if that helps, uh, if that helps justify in the eyes of the of the user um, that yes, I should come here because of uh, because of these reasons. Right, that's that's what should belong on the website, but not this everything uh, everything in the kitchen sink mentality. That's the way where uh, websites used to be 15 years ago. No more. They are not on there anymore. So. Again, it's an extension of your restaurant. You need to understand what action you want them to take. That needs to be very clearly defined, right? It needs to be obvious to people. And then everything else is about giving them the information they need to make the decision you want them to make. Now, I got a couple other points that I want to talk to you about, but first, a word from another one of our sponsors. 
Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. They're breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges, and serving up their most comprehensive technology solution yet. It's called Pop Menu Max. It comes with all the previous ingredients that you've heard me talk about on the on the podcast in the past, right? Websites uh, designed with SEO in mind, with, with marketing tools to keep you top of mind with guests, and of course, that patented interactive menu technology. You get all of that. But the new recipe also brings automated phone answering, third-party online order aggregation, waitlisting, and more to the table. PopMenu's phone answering technology has your ringing phones covered with artificial intelligence, AI. The simple questions that, that keep your phone line tied up can now be handled uh, easily by, by, by the computer without pulling a staff member from your in-person hospitality. No more missed reservations, asking for your hours, or missed revenue, and that's just the beginning. You've got a passion for food, Pop Menu has a passion for technology. Together, it's a recipe for restaurant success. Now, even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry and Pop Menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket, and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me, if you are a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next level. For a limited time only, get $100 off your first month, plus you lock in one unchanging monthly rate. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim the offer. That's $100 off your first month at P-O-P menu.com slash restaurant strategy. It's all one word, no dashes. Popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy. That link, of course, is in the show notes. Now, a restaurant's website needs to be streamlined. It needs to be specific. It needs to drive users toward a specific action. I don't like a lot of fluff on the website. I think I think too much fluff takes people to corners of the building where they can't spend money. And and as I joke about, uh, I've joked about on this podcast, I joke about with my clients. Your website needs to exist to either uh, get people to give you money or for them to make an appointment to give you money later, right? So either order now or make a reservation to come in and dine with me. That's it. With that being said, I also love having a blog on the website. This is something I recommend for all restaurants because number one, it helps drive SEO, it helps anchor, it gives you a chance to talk about what you do, how you do it, why that matters. Number two, it allows you an opportunity to provide value to your customers, a value to your list, right? So this way you're not sending out an email just selling all the time, but every once in a while, you can send out an email that drives people to your website where they can read the new blog post and it can be a way to engage with them, again, to um, to provide value for them, right? The website can be a full ecosystem, right? A place where people come to read, watch, and learn, where they can book a reservation or order a takeout or shop for gifts for a friend. All of that can be there. It just has to be deliberate, has to be strategic, right? So on this blog, which is which is the one sort of um, superfluous area um, that I allow on a website, and I think it's it's got a lot of value. Again, first and foremost for SEO purposes, right? You're you're telling uh, you're telling uh, Google, you're telling the world uh, that this website is alive, it's changing, it's got energy to it, 
every single week, you're going to post something new up there. And it doesn't have to be very long. It can be three or four or 500 words. It can be longer if you want. But even just three to 500 words ends up being a really good length with photos, with videos, all of that. All of that can be housed there, right? Again, for SEO purposes. But then you can utilize that time and time and time again. As long as those articles, those posts are building value, building a relationship with the uh, with the customers, with a, a prospective customer, and helping to drive people to take further action, the action that you want them to take. I always say this. I, I say, think of yourself as a mini media company because I think it's really true. We got to put out high quality content on a consistent basis. No, that doesn't mean fancy or expensive. It means you got to be thoughtful about it. Don't just put up garbage. That's true on your social media pages. It's true on uh, Google. It's true on your website for sure. Remember what I said. A website is where people go to close the sale, right? There, there's purchase intent when they're on the website. When people are scrolling through uh, Instagram, they're just killing time. When they're scrolling through Facebook, they're killing time. They're not actively, usually, they're not actively searching for a restaurant to dine at. Much more so when they go to the website, that's when you get purchase intent. This is something we talked about just a few uh, weeks ago with Josh Kopel, right? And it's absolutely true. There is purchase intent when people land at the website. So it used to be that's where people, uh, where you made your first impression. And now this is where you go to close the deal. Remember that. You got to know what sort of action you're looking to take. You got to know and you got to streamline all the components to get people to take that specific action, Right? Make sure everything in there is meant to answer the questions and the objections uh, that you need to answer in order to convince people to do what you want them to do. And then you got to use it to provide value. You got to use it to uh, deepen your relationship with the customers who trust you, who have come to rely on you. Uh, That is most notably done through a blog. You should also be using your website to capture email addresses, to capture data so that you can continue to keep in touch with people so you can remarket to them down the line. There should be a really clear place in the footer. There should be a clear place uh, on probably the contact page if you have one. And there should be a pop-up where you're capturing an email address. And again, in exchange for the email address, you agree to give something of value to them. So you have to convince them that it's worth, uh, that it's worth them giving away their, uh, you know, giving away their information. But it's totally worth it. Uh, you you have to take advantage. Uh, you have to take advantage of your website while people are there learning more about you. Use that as an opportunity for data capture. That's the last thing I really want to highlight. Make sure that that website is also pulling double duty. It's it's doing more than just yes. It should book reservations. Yes, it should be optimized to capture online sales. But as a secondary or tertiary action, it should be uh, capturing email address so you can continue building your list so that you can remarket to people down the line. That's it. How do you uh, optimize your website? You do all those things, right? Keep it really uh, really tight really streamlined and and make sure it really paints the picture it really gives people an idea of what they can expect when they come uh, when they come to dine with you people have questions they're curious they're um uh, they don't know whether it's the right thing you, you've got to use that opportunity to convince them that this is where they want to be if you're looking for this then you're in the right place we offered this right or uh, if you're looking for that that's somewhere else this is where you come for the thing that you're looking for 
That's it for today. Listen, if you haven't done so, uh, please go ahead and uh, give us a rating on Spotify now. You can uh, give five-star ratings on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on the Apple Podcast player, uh, we find that uh, those ratings and reviews, more than just about anything else, are the things that uh, that help boost us up in the rankings. Uh, we're at 4.9 uh, stars. Uh, we got a bunch of five stars and one lonely one star. I wish I knew who that person was uh, and I could uh, turn it around for them. But um, some more five-star uh, uh, ratings would be good. A few more reviews so uh, so you can tell people uh, what to expect from the show and, and, and tell them more about the value you get from the show. Uh, that would be uh, that'd be incredible. If you have a few minutes and you don't mind doing that, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate it. That's it for this week. Stay creative, and I will see you next time.